0: This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Youth baseball talk. Only on lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, Jim Cromer.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of Youth Baseball Talk, brought to you by our friends at the Rope Trainer. As John Smoltz says, everyone should have one, from big leaguers to little leaguers. So check out theropetrainer.com today. As always, I want to give special thanks to Earl Perrin, the wonderful creator of the Rope Trainer, Rope Trainer, along with help from his good friend Chris Vernon, of course, the assistance of John Smoltz and all the gang over at the. Uh, ropetrainer.com. Check it out. I know you guys will enjoy it. I'm looking forward to uh, learning more about it uh, as they continue to evolve as a wonderful product developed to help kids uh, battle this arm issue that we seem to have and doesn't seem to want to go away because uh, again, I I talk about this all the time. I'm not 100% sure that we're ever going to know for like for sure things, but there are things we can do to help uh, increase our odds of not having some of the issues that we have that we are creating ourselves with the way that we do things and we got to take a look at it and if we're not evolving then we're we're doing ourselves all a disservice so a uh, special thanks to them for their continued support it means a lot to us here at birds on a, at uh, youth baseball talk uh excited about the show this week um well no i'm not excited because it's a topic that i have to talk about but i mean i'm always excited to do the show and be with you guys and talk baseball because in the end whether it's a topic that you uh you know that that you hate to deal with, but at the end of the day, it's a growth thing, right? Like you try to get better about things, but, um, I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but I'm going to talk a little bit about it today because we're coming up on that time of the season where this is happening. Like this is like, interestingly enough, this is the, uh, time when you're gonna have, uh, Guys that have been working with guys over the winter and now they're starting to show up, especially in the youth level. Like a lot of youth teams get going in January, especially in the Midwest, right? Like they take time off. But some kids that are trying to get better go hit with hitting coaches and they work out with people and, uh, you know, to get bigger, faster, stronger, and they work with pitching coaches. So this is about the time of year where now they are starting to go to their own team practices. Um, we're coming up on the time where guys that have been working all winter with, in high school, I mean, college it's college we're probably past that time but the high school kids are going to be showing up soon with their high school coaches college guys had done it for a little while and now they're practicing with their teams Um, pro guys are all working on their own until they get to spring training so this happens at all levels what i'm about to discuss and you know there's there's different ways to look at this but there's also different ways to handle it so that um I guess everybody's gonna handle things the way they want to handle them, but i'm gonna talk about today what I think the proper way to handle, and that is the relationship between uh your quote unquote uh, i'm gonna call it trainer and your actual coach and when I say trainer for this conversation, I'm speaking of somebody that is not involved on in your team or your or your staff, whatever level you are and i mean i'm in this day and age i I am it's you know we have to talk about it. I'm talking all the way from eight years old all the way up to a major leaguer, okay. Um, somebody that helps you in the off season that is not involved in the team that you play for, and that could be hitting, it could be fielding, it could be pitching, it could be outfield play, it could be uh, working out, it could be strength you know strength training, speed training, agility, um, it could be mental preparation, it could be anything to do with something you're doing outside of your quote unquote organization. And again, for our discussions here, organization can be everything from your eight U machine pitch team. To your professional baseball team, you know, and everything in between. And the reason that this is a topic for conversation is because inevitably um, there is some kid somewhere, there is some young man somewhere, there is some grown man somewhere having a conversation at this moment in time with one of his coaches, and they're working on something, and that coach is telling him to do something that is right that is probably the complete opposite of what his quote-unquote trainer hitting coach whatever you want to call it has told him to do um, especially in his mind as I find that sometimes they're not really saying different things but we do talk about the fact that people say things in different ways they 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 use different verbiage they use different explanations different ways to get you know a lot of different ways to get from point a to point b correct Um, This is always something that I find interesting because I take the time, I take the time to always tell every kid that I work with, the one thing I ask of you is that when you leave here and you go back to your team, the one thing I don't want you to do is if you go to a practice or you're working with a coach and something he's telling you is different than what, or you, more importantly, you feel it's different. Before you make this an issue, come back to me and let's talk about how you are uncomfortable. One practice isn't going to be a, a, a big deal for you to just do what they ask you to do. But come back and talk to me and let's find the middle ground. And if you need me to, we can have a conversation to make you more comfortable because we're talking about a child here. Two adults should be able to have a conversation. But inevitably what happens for some people, and I and I, there's no way that it hasn't happened in your life at least once, is, um, you get a text from somebody and listen i'm not like i'm dealing with it right now is the reason i'm bringing it up i'm not mad at the kid i'm not mad at the mom i love them to death they're two great people love the love the kid to death he's going to be a really good player in my opinion um but you know he went to his first practice and sure enough they were doing something with his swing um i have no idea what it is um they may be telling I, it could be anything from them telling him he needs to swing down on the baseball to you need to put your hands here and you need to stand like this I have no idea what it is I haven't talked to anybody yet but she did let me know that they were trying to do something with his swing he didn't want to do it because he likes what we're doing he told them that this is what my hitting coach has me doing um, they either i have no idea what their exact words were but my guess is they either felt it would they felt it was conflict enough that they asked if they could give me a call <laughs> okay so um, which I'm happy to do but Um, You know, I have no idea how this conversation is going to go. And that's what's interesting about this topic today because it's different than me sitting here and telling you, okay, so this happened and this happened and this happened. The interesting part of this from from the point of view is I don't know how this conversation is going to go. The best part of the fact that I don't know how it's going to go is it gives me the opportunity to explain to everybody today why this shouldn't happen, okay, because this conversation can go a thousand different ways and it can get off the rails real quick. A lot of times, okay, this conversation doesn't go, it it starts out okay, but depending on the people involved, a lot of times this conversation causes issues. And what it does is it causes issues between adults. It causes issue between two grown men, two adults that are supposed to be in this for the kid, not their own either ego, their own uh, uh, bias, their own need for justification, their own need for respect, okay, so this conversation can get off the rails real quick because, and I'm going to explain to you in in a few minutes what I mean by that, so I just want to let you know what we're going to talk about today, and before we do that, I want to remind you guys to check us out, youthbaseballtalk.com, we're going to ask you to uh, make sure you go there and click subscribe to the podcast, we're going to ask everybody that's listening to do that, um, versus... And it's okay. You can listen to it however you want as there's, you know, God, anymore, there's a hundred different ways to listen to us. But we would love it if you guys would subscribe to the podcast because that gives us a a better idea sometimes when we do our tests, how many people we do have actually subscribed. and just helps us with our overall ability to to know how the show's doing from time to time. So if you would do that, it takes about 30 seconds and all you do is click subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on social media. Oh, you know what? Don't forget to, and I love this about our show. If you go to youthbaseballtalk.com, you can go back and listen to the very first show we ever did years ago. Um you can go back through our catalog like Netflix. You guys can do whatever you need to do and I'm telling you you guys will really really enjoy it. Um um I would love 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 to um would love 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 to to hear from people that listen to some of the back episodes I do from some I do sometimes. But um you know, I, I like it when somebody hears something from two or three years ago and they text me about it and they say, hey, you know, that's, some of that stuff reigns true and it's never changed. It just means a lot to us, so I appreciate it greatly. Um, number two, uh, social media is a big thing for us, at Podcast Baseball on Twitter. Uh, I would love for you guys to follow us on Twitter. If you're involved in baseball, we're going to follow you back. Uh, Instagram, you can find us, Youth Baseball Talk as well. Uh, Facebook's always our big push. Type in Youth Baseball Talk, like our Facebook page. Um, you know, uh, you can do so much there. Uh, if we post the show, you can like it, comment on it, and share it. That means a lot to us as well. But find us on Youth Baseball, find us on Facebook at Youth Baseball Talk. Like our page. Click invite your friends if you would as well. It means a lot to us. Uh, to our partners, um, means a, means a lot that that they continue to support our show. You heard me talk about the Rope Trainer, rope trainer.com um, Represented by Kurt McNabb and Dirtbag Baseball Nation as he comes to you each and every week with his Rope Report. Let's hear what he has for us this week. Take it away, Kurt.
0: Hi and welcome to this week's Rope Report, all you dirtbags. As you know, I'm Kirk McNabb, Dirtbag Baseball Nation, and uh, happy to be back this week and bringing uh, bringing another uh, Rope Report to you, as all. And uh, thank you again uh, to Jim and the staff, and and all of you guys as listeners. Um. It doesn't get done without all you guys, and I love the fact that, uh, you know, you reach out to me, you follow up after the uh, podcast, you're starting to get comfortable with that, and, uh, you know, hey, at the end of the day, I'm a guy just trying to pass the knowledge along, as I've said many times, baseball's been great to me, I do it seriously, this is what I live and die, and, and my wife and my family allow me to do that, so I'm very fortunate to be able to do that, and, and Earl and the gang from the Rope Trainer allow me to do this, so it's 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 fun, but it's, it's serious fun, if that makes sense to everybody. So anyways, last week I got talking about, uh, you know, playing and coaching and parenting with positivity in this game of baseball. And I I want to stay on that path um, to, to keep your minds open to understanding what happens, whether we mean it to happen or, or a lot of times we don't even mean it to happen. It just just ends up happening. So as coaches and parents, what you have for your children or players is, you got one of the most powerful jobs in the world that you'll ever have. It, you know, take get rid of what you do for a living. Man, when you coach, whether you volunteer or especially if you get paid to do it, you know, it, it, it's one of the most powerful jobs you're ever going to have. And as a parent, you're having that as well. You know, how you talk, how you conduct your business with your players or your own children, it, you know, it, it sets their whole life up, not just their baseball career, but their whole life. If you don't take the responsibility necessary and 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 respect it, what you're being given, man, you, you got to shut her down. You got to quit right now. I, I I can't stress that enough. If you're one of those people, you, you got to stop. And if you're one of the other ones that are good and you get it, you need to share that and you need to pass that on. That's that's part of being a dirt bag, You know, that, that's just a big part of being a dirt bag. Highs, buys, please, thank yous. Conduct yourselves as a good human being and, and it'll translate into your world of baseball. All right. So understand you've got that powerful job. OK, I'm going to give you a personal story. Um. On this. And, and so when you're a coach and, and you go to a clinic or whatever it is, if you've let's, let's stick to pitching for today. Okay. So when you go to a clinic or you go to clinics and, and you've never pitched or you've never stepped up and been on that mound and felt the emotional rush overwhelming mind that gets away on you or or is in control and and how your heart gets going at certain different times of the game and stuff like that there really is no feeling like that you cannot go to a clinic you cannot get it through this podcast all I can do is kind of get inside your head and open it up to make you aware of it you know if you've never been on the mound yourself you truly can't be a full-fledged pitching coach and that's no disrespect And that's not being smart or anything else, but that's the reality. So I'm going to give you an example. Like I said, when I went to college, I moved from a a, a first baseman uh, position player to pitching because I was left-handed and I could throw some strikes, but I didn't have a clue really how to do it or what was necessary in doing it. And my pitching coach at the time, the assistant coach for us at the time, he was a former All-American middle infielder. So let's be honest. What? I didn't know it at the time. He was the coach, so I respected him. I did it. Everything else, just like the rest of the pitchers there and stuff. But, you know, at that time, it was Tom House and Nolan Ryan writing books, and they were the gurus, and why wouldn't they be? My God, they were huge in the business, and they still are huge in the business. But, you know, basically giving you a book, or that's what he looked at, or he went to a clinic and he tried to pass it on. But he could not, he didn't understand the emotional roller coaster of it all. And, and and the mental attachment of it all, he just didn't. As a middle infielder, for sure he could do that all day long, okay? So my whole point is, it didn't matter. It, it, he just couldn't be a full-fledged pitching coach because he didn't totally understand what was involved to be it. it, it it's so much more than just physical development, okay? So just respect that, please. Now we also live in a data crazy industry right now. Okay. So I'm going to tie it in with what I've been talking about already. We live in data and data is awesome and it's exciting, but what it does is it tells you the real physical results. It tells you the real physical results of what's being done. But the reality is it it can't collect data on your mind or your emotions it can't do that so we still have to we're not respecting the human component of it enough and we, we do this old school stuff all the time still right when well, we're not living in 2014 2004 1994 1984 and so on down the path it, if you be excited about data but keep it in perspective is what i'm saying strikes balls uh first pitch strikes keep all that for sure but understand it, hey no pitcher goes out there and means to be throwing balls and and doing that. that that's just insanity so step back and realize that and don't overwhelm that guy the expressions that you make when they look at you your face your body action hey they're going to feel that they're going to feel that so you need to respect that totally how you conduct business is is being related to every one of your players, whether it's practice, game, training, session, whatever it is, okay, so just understand that, another thing I want to get through to you and started to get on the positive side of things is, having worked with Chris uh, Verna, with uh, John's trainer and stuff like that, and a big promoter of the rope trainer here, and that, but just to really get to know Chris and other good trainers that I've got to know over the last few years, it, it's starting to make sense to me a lot more. And again, hey, I'm right there with you. I'm always evolving and I'm sharing the message, okay? We got to get rid of the word mechanics. We've got to get rid of that word mechanics because when you think about it, it's gotten to the point now when, when I see people talk to pitchers or, or hitters, whatever it is, and I'm standing back watching them and they're talking mechanics, they actually get mechanically, it, it, they, they almost paint by number, step by step, and, and that's what happens. It, whether it's right or wrong, that's the impression that goes through their head, and and that's the way coaches end up t- taking it forward from a clinic or whatever they have, and mechanically. Talk to them like this. Pitcher, so-and-so, Johnny, Billy, Susie, whatever. It's your body motion. It's learning to use your body movements Properly, and what's necessary from your body to make you have a successful, repeatable pitching motion. It's a pitching motion, it's the body's motion, okay? I hope that makes sense to you. So get rid of the word mechanics and start talking to them about making your body move, understanding how it needs to move first, and then let's make it physically do that. Again, mentally understand it, and then physically let's start doing that. All right, if you're not mentally getting them to understand it, it's useless. You're just you're you're you might as well talk to the wall. All right? Because you're forcing something upon them instead of letting them gravitate to it and get excited about what they feel is potentially in them, all right? And then they're going to go and they're they're going to drive the bus for you once you get them thinking that way. Okay? In closing for this week, so you got red flags based on what I've said. So if you're working with a trainer or you're working with coaches, and I'm sorry, but if you're working with coaches that, you know, they're just in their face or they're doing subtle little things, you got to really pay attention to the ones that are quiet almost and, and get close to them. And then they're mentally, I hate to say it, but abusive. You just got to look for red flags and stuff like that, okay? And when you see them, you need to remember, as a coach, you got to tell that person to stop immediately. There's no tolerance for it. As a parent, you got to just sit there and say, dude, we're out of here. We're out of here. You're not the guy I want building my son or daughter in this great game of baseball or softball or whatever you want to be playing. You, you, no, or hockey or football. It doesn't matter, or basketball, whatever the sport is. That's a red flag. Get out of Dodge, man. Do not stop, get going, get going and get away from that person because they're going to mentally and emotionally take that, that child down the wrong path. And you need to respect that, man. These kids nowadays, they've got tremendous overload going through the high school process, you know, and that's why a lot of times they're not really ready for freshman year of college when they make that transition from high school to college. But that's another story for another day. But it all is relative when you're building it at the the amateur level. But make no mistake about it, it's not just at the amateur level because we are a human being. So it's at the pro level too. If they haven't been built properly to think mentally, be able to understand their emotions and how to control them, and then be able to make the body move the way it needs to move to be successful for with whatever they're doing, in this case, pitching, man, it doesn't matter. They're all going to be in trouble. So again, respect the power that's being given to you as a coach or a parent when you're working and teaching your son or somebody else's son or daughter how to play this game how to pitch how to hit how to feel whatever it is just please respect what's being given to you and don't abuse it all right let's stay on a positivity mode man let's let's just be and spread that word and be positive about it realistic i'm not some fruit of the loom guy or whatever and i be realistic but be positive about it, man. Make this game great. Hey, we all coach it. We all want to be a part of it because we love it, I would assume. I love doing what I do every single day. And I'm lucky to be able to do it and be able to share it with you. So, again, Dirtbags, can't thank you enough for listening, as always. And you know what time it is. You got it. It's time to get up, get after it, and get dirty. Great
1: stuff, as always. Really appreciate it. I uh can't say enough about the gang over at Dirtbag Baseball Nation. A great relationship between them and, of course, the gang over at The Rope Trainer. And, again, that's theropetrainer.com. As John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. So check it out today. So um, where I was going with the conversation is it's, it's this simple. I'm sitting here. I'm not stressing about it because I'm an adult and I'm going to handle it. And I know how I'll handle it. I will – do my best to keep everything under control. But the reason that, that it always concerns is because you have no idea how this conversation is going to go. As I mentioned earlier, you don't know what they're going to call and tell you. You don't know if they're going to call and give you, though, who the hell do you think you are? This kid plays for me. I'm going to ask that you don't. You don't know. And it does happen. And if you think it doesn't, then you've got your head buried in the sand. I'm going to ask that you refrain from giving him lessons while he's, you know, our season goes from January to July. And he's going to be practicing with us. So we're going to ask that you refrain from work. You know, you don't know how this is going to go. OK, uh, you'd love to believe it's cooler heads and guys are going to go, hey, I had an issue with 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 Johnny. And I think there could be an issue. And it's like, you know, it's like, hey, you know, the, the conversation very rarely goes, hey, I want to have a conversation with you because we want to do what's best for the kid. And we know he's working with you. And, you know, obviously we respect anything that, the, that they want to do because, you know, and. and and, and we hope that you do the same. And then you go, oh yeah, no, I, listen, I, I love you guys, love what you're doing. Let's just figure out a way to make sure we're on the same track with him so that he doesn't feel he's in the middle of something. And it's probably, as it is 99 times out of 100, we're probably just explaining the same thing a little bit different. But we all know that, that that's also an issue sometimes, because maybe we, you know, maybe we aren't. And I think that we've learned over time that communication with kids is key because we as people that concern that consider ourselves the coaches the trainers whatever you whatever you want to call yourself I think we've learned over time that um, you can be the smartest guy in the room but if you can't communicate with the kids then what good is it you know it'd be like I'm 49 years old and if somebody come in here and started talking German to me I'm not gonna understand it I'm not an unintelligent guy but I don't understand German a lot of these kids, when you start working with them, especially in the early stages of their, it doesn't matter if they're 8 or 14, some kids haven't ever really worked on their swing, so to speak, in a setting where they actually go in a cage with a guy and the guy doesn't just flip them balls or throw them BP. We've all seen that. And listen, it's completely up to you. You do whatever you want to do. I don't tell anybody how to live their life. I don't tell anybody what to do. But I've see, I've, I've, taught in cages next to guys that show up for hitting lessons and the guy, then the next cage to me giving a lesson, really, they hit some balls off the tee, he gets, does some front toss, and he throws him some BP, and he just talks to him while he's doing it. Now, I, I'm not even saying that that doesn't work for some kids, but my point is never, I watch what's going on, and I see the length in the kid's swing. I see the, the down angle on his approach. I see the weight drifting forward. I see all this stuff going on, and there's never a word said, and all they do is talk about the result of his swing. But I had a boy way to square that one up and it's like square it up. I mean, you're in a tube and he, you know, and that ball sounded real good off the bat, but that ball had downspin on it and that ball was hooked foul. And I, you know, he hasn't hit one ball, you know, so you see these things, right? Like you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that everybody teaches different. And some people, it's still 20 years ago and we're just ripping away. And there's a whole faction of people out there that say we're overcomplicating this. We should be doing this. You know, he needs Okay. I've, I've coached, I've given lessons next to a guy that gets a kid in the box and he literally starts from the time the kid gets there and puts him, I mean, puts his hands all over him and makes him look like the tin man in the batter's box before he ever swings a bat. I, so again, I listen, everybody's got to do what they got to do. Right. So my point is, is to think that we're all going to be on the same page of this is crazy right now. What we should be on the same page of is the fact that we're there for the kid, right? So it, 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 no matter what the situation is, the fact that the kid's uncomfortable is an issue, right? So how do we make him comfortable? Okay, well, I'm not here to step on anybody's toes. The parents made a decision to play for this team. Uh, by all, of, And in my particular instance, I know them to be a very good baseball team at their age, like in our area. They're like the best team. Probably why this kid went there, right? Um, makes sense, makes all the sense in the world. Uh, this kid um, is a you a know, big stud kid so you know no issue um i would say that for for me personally um you know they've been doing it their way for however long okay and they're going to continue to do it their way because they've had success i i have no idea what they teach i have no idea how good a coaches they are when it comes to teaching you know any of this kind of stuff right what I, All I do know is is that these guys have a really good baseball team. That's all I know. Now, I would hope they're good guys. I would hope they're good coaches, and I would hope they'd be willing to say, hey, listen, let's figure out a way to, to you, know, you know, I'm not quite sure what's going on here. Now, the interesting part of this is, is I will say this. Um, you know, a lot of times I, I tell all my guys, listen, and, and this is where I'm going with the full conversation today and how this should go. I tell every kid when he gets in my cage for the first time, and you have to reiterate this over time but especially with the younger kids i always tell them that this scenario is going to happen you are you are going to work with somebody <clears throat> and um i don't ever say this but i know in my heart that i that you may wind up working with some guy that ha- has zero clue what he's doing but he's there for you he's there to try to help you he has volunteered his time he is he could be a guy that's just getting started and is passionate he could be a guy that is learning as he goes it doesn't matter but you you inevitably have the the you 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 have the chances of working with somebody that really and i don't mean this in a derogatory way doesn't know what he's doing yet you may work with somebody that's worked with you know you may be 10 years old and working with a guy that works with professional hitters i have no idea you may be working with a guy that played in the big leagues and i've talked to you about that before i think sometimes those guys are the worst coaches and that's no disrespect because i'm sure some of them are great coaches but i've seen some of them that have played minor league baseball and their biggest problem is, and they will never admit it some, and I'm just talking from personal experience is that because they play double-A baseball, is that they, they think they know everything. And, 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 if, and, and we all know from watching MLB tonight, we all know from watching video of guys do things Some of these pro guys have no idea what they even do themselves. I still love all the guys that, that get on there and talk to these guys about how they do this and do that, and then you go watch a video of them, and they never one time did one thing they're saying they do. You know, it's just interesting to me. Now, what it tells you is is that they that's an example of they're using terminology, and in their mind they think this is how this works, but their their unbelievable athleticism, they just they did it right, and, and drills that they did with guys that were better than them, and that's the truth. Uh, guys that taught them taught them how to do it correctly. Um, well, this isn't a new thing, by the way. Okay, I I, I, lo- I love it all the time. I, people act like this whole launch angle and swinging up, quote unquote, is all new. I mean, I you know I love when I go back and and read this stuff about Ted Williams talking about it. You know about how this really works and watching Babe Ruth and watching all these guys that were great players back in the day. And then he, we can go back as far as 30 years ago, some of the great players that if you're my age you remember and you know guys that, that hit really well that maybe didn't hit for power that, you, that, that we get the mindset of, yeah, see, those guys, they didn't hit for power. See, they swung down and chopped the ball in the hole or just laced line drives, and that's not true. It's just not true. <laughs> you, if you want to believe that for your own argument's sake, please go ahead. It doesn't matter to me what you believe, but it's just not true. Now, back to how this all relates to this. See, that's my point on the whole thing. If, if I can tell you, if Chipper Jones is in the Hall of Fame, let's use him for, as an example. If Chipper Jones is in the Hall of Fame, and, let, and by all accounts, a great third baseman, had a great career in baseball, was a good hitter, right? Had power, was a good hitter and a good baseball player. Chipper Jones would have you believe that he swung down on the baseball. He did not. Okay, he did not. Okay? So imagine Chipper Jones working with his son's team, doing the same drills that he did with Harold Reynolds or whoever it was, doing those same drills because he thinks that that's what made him a great hitter. I mean, that's the example I'm making to you here. So, you know, it does... In this instance, and why I'm, I'm talking about this is because, as I say, I don't know how this is going to go. It's going to do me any good to stand on a mountain if this guy comes back to me. Say I drive out there and meet him and go, and go watch a practice, and he's doing drills like I saw 10 years ago where guys are taking the knob and they're flipping balls to kids and they're having them hit them with the knob. And I watch every kid push the knob to the baseball, and they think, yeah, this is the inside knob drill. And I'm like, you're having every kid push his hands to the baseball instead of rotate the knob to the baseball oh no 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 this is the knob drill okay um and then you know uh you know teaching them, you know putting a ball on a tee and having them swing straight down on it to show them how it backs i i I, i'm just guessing right like i have no idea but the problem is is that when you fundamentally disagree with something what are you supposed to say when they say you know so this is kind of what are you supposed to say do you lie and sit there and go oh yeah man we're on the same page do you then go – do you be honest and try to avoid conflict and say, look, um, you know, I, I don't really do those drills. I do some other things. Um, and, and listen, it's your team. You do whatever you want. As long as his mother's bringing bringing me, I'm going to keep working with him, and I'm going to encourage him to just – as I always do with all kids, I encourage him and tell him, listen, you're going to work with 50 different people before your baseball career is over probably. You better learn to take a little bit from all of them because – you can only hope that you've made good choices and you've you've managed to be around people that care about you and they're just trying to help you get better. Okay? But in your mind you're sitting there going everything I've seen here today says, you know, that 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 I I don't I don't know what you're doing. I I don't know what you're trying to accomplish here. God bless good luck. Everybody's free to make their own decisions, but I disagree with everything I saw you do. So how are you supposed to handle that? Doesn't make me right either. That's the other thing. So I'm not going to stand on my mountaintop and pick a fight and go, I think every drill you did was awful. So I don't know what you want me to say. I mean, see what, see what I'm, see where I'm going with this. I, you know, very rarely, I mean, I've had this happen to me. I'm going to guess since I started taking this serious, um, probably I'm going to guess about six years ago, Six or seven years ago is where I went from just, hey, let's get in a cage and let's work on some things that look obviously wrong. Six years ago maybe when I said, you know what, I really want to dive into this and get better at it, and I'm going to seek and I'm going to become a sponge, and I'm going to – Bob Tewksbury's quote about his Albert Pujols experience, watching Albert Pujols in slow motion made Bob Tewksbury realize why he didn't make it. Everything he thought he knew was wrong. And if a guy like that who has rose to prominence – can can be that way I thought well shoot that's awesome right so over the years as I've tried to get better at this and I'm still I still don't even consider myself good. I have no idea what I am in it right it doesn't do me any good to pick fights but that's the thing I've had this conversation before it's won a thousand different ways I'm sure the first few I had I probably didn't handle correctly I've, I try to do it better over time but you can see where I'm going with this and the reality of it is is this I'm going to look at this and I'm going to wrap this up by saying here we go so take a look at this from every situation possible, okay? For starters, if if as a coach, as a parent and as a trainer, if you nip it in the bud at the very beginning, it should solve a lot of the problems, right? Like be honest with the kid and say, "Listen. You're going to go, it's probably not always going to go right." Okay. Now, do I think that the kid that just did this is like a little little a-hole or a little no. He's a kid and he got uncomfortable. My, I mean, my 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 middle son's that way. I know when he's nervous and he's uncomfortable. That's what went down here, folks. So in the end, you know, I guess if you look at this thing, and we're trying to figure out, um, you know, how, the nipping in the bud. So the you know the kid takes a, a little bit of responsibility, but how much responsibility can you put on a kid? I mean, the the older they get, obviously, the more you'd like them to be responsible. You know, it takes it takes you know having real conversations, not dodging those conversations it takes the parents backing up what the what the teacher or trainer wants to get across to the kid you know if you're that coach and this happens to you it happened to me it absolutely happened to me I the very first time it ever happened to me I did not handle it well how dare you say that to me I'm here working with you and you're gonna tell me you know and it's like I, I look back on it today and I cringe. And then, as and then if it ha- and then when it would happen to me later on, I would, you know, I would handle it so much better, so so much better. I had a parent come to me, a friend, and say, "Hey, listen, I, you know, my, you know, he came. I'm not gonna say his name. He came to me and said that he's un, you know, he just doesn't feel right because, you know, I take him down to to, to this kid to to, to Mr. Trainer." And he's working with him two days a week, and then he comes here to practice, and he feels like you're having him do something different. And I said, hey, listen, uh, not only do I, I love the heck out of your kid, but you know, I, I've known him since he was born because we're great friends. Um, you know what? I, I'm, I'm happy to – I'm going to go watch him do a lesson if you don't care because I want to make sure I'm doing right by the kid. See, guess what? Sometimes you're going to have to put in some extra time here. And, you're, and you might be sitting out there going, hell, how much more time do you want me to put in? And da, 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 da. I understand that. But it always comes back to, like, are you serious about this or not? If you're just a rec team, this probably isn't going on. But if you've decided that you're going to dedicate a lot of time to this and you guys are going to be a quote-unquote selector travel team, then get used to the time commitment, right? And it's one evening of my life. So, you know, I went and watched, and I 100% saw what the issue was, okay? I'm not even going to get into whether or not it was a good or bad situation. But it ended well because, you know, I respectfully introduced myself, said, hey, listen, I just want to see what you guys are doing so that I can work the same with him because his dad has made a financial and a time commitment to you. They like you. The kid loves you. Let's let let let's figure it out. And I'm not here to step on your toes. I'm not here to impart what I'm doing on you. I'm here to look at what you're doing so that I can help him when he's with me. You know, I, and listen, I know every situation out there is different and everyone's going to be handled differently. Not, not the, not, not what I'm saying, not what I'm saying. So think about that the next time this happens to you and think about the, the, what can be done to avoid this exact thing that I'm going to deal with this week. Because again, the problem is it could go off the rails and we don't need that. That's no good for anybody. So, I, again, I've talked to so many people over the years that this is such an issue. And listen, when I say I've talked to people, please don't think that I mean I've gotten tons and tons and tons of messages from mom and dad and kids saying, I don't know what to do. My trainers, I get it from the coach going, Hey, how do you handle this, man? I got a kid. He goes to a guy, you know. I understand launch angle, but, I mean, I'm not kidding you when I tell you this, Jim. He's got this kid dropping his hands all the way down and literally swinging straight up. I, I don't know what to do. I, wanna, I care about the kid. You know, I do get emails from coaches going, let me tell you something. This guy down here don't know what he's doing, and I don't know how you I, – I, I get all types. Doesn't that – I mean, that just reaffirms what I'm saying from the beginning. When you start adding different personalities into the mix of all this, you never know how this is going to go. So, you know, I, I, the best piece of advice I ever got on this, because I went to people that do it for a living and said, how do you handle this? says so you just look at them and say, listen, you better, you better learn how to be coached by multiple people at the same time because it's going to happen. And here's the other thing, folks. Make no mistake about it. Don't sit here and go, well, you know, we're this, we're that. It happens at all levels. It hap- it's happening more at the big league level than it's ever happened. Because you have the new age versus the old age, and they're all sitting in the same rooms right now. As you see, it looks like the new age is starting to win out. But think about the past ten years: how the new age has started to creep in, and it's been battled by the old age. And they're, 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 they're. You know, they're. they're I, I know players that it has happened to, and it is the most frustrating thing in the world for them. And these are the best players on the planet. So, you know, for us, it's how do we handle it. Because, I mean, we're talking about younger people here. How do we handle it? Let's handle it in the best interest of the kid. And if we do that, which should be our ultimate goal, we're going to be fine. Well, um, you know, a guy that I, I guarantee you that gets it 100% as I, as I when I say when I use the, the terms like I say this all the time, like, you know, you might be in a cage with a seven-year-old. You might be in the cage with a guy trying to make his first major league roster. You may be with a guy that's been in the league for five years. That guy's Justin Stone. I mean, I've seen it with my own eyes. It's amazing how one day you see him working with a really young kid and just teaching him to be an athlete and have fun, and then you might see a video of him the next day working with. Not uh, long ago, he's working with Matt Davidson, the the free agent from the White Sox, who's revamping his swing, and you know, and, and all the multiple major leaguers that that he works with. It's just amazing his duties at the Cubs, and just it is it's amazing thing and so you know there are guys out there that are doing it and they're working with all ages and they're able to to translate what they're trying to teach to those kids okay and i guarantee you he's not talking to the 8-year-old like he's talking to Matt Davidson so that's really the way we fix this at the end of the day. So he's tremendous. I know uh, you guys know what I think of him. I know what you think of him, especially once you've given him a few minutes of your time and you've checked out EliteBaseball.tv. Let's go to that uh, training tip of the week brought to you by EliteBaseball.tv. Justin Stone, take it away.
2: Thanks, Jim. Justin Stone here from EliteBaseball.tv. And today we're going to talk about how scouting has influenced player development. And here's what I mean by that. For years, scouts, because they have to go back and report to an assistant general manager, a scouting director, or a general manager, have always done surface comps on players. A player was a similar size, similar build, or just looked the way that player A did. They go back and they say player A looks like player B, so we assume they have a similar skill set or that they move the same way. And what that ends up causing from the player development size is we emulate players without knowing their movement characteristics. So we've learned that movement assessment is absolutely necessary before we're trying to make physical changes in players. We've said many times on this podcast that everything in baseball previously has been tried to be corrected with a bat or a ball in our hand. But without the coach knowing the underlying movement characteristics of the player, us asking them to change some movement on the pitcher's mound or in the batter's box could be more detrimental than helpful. So what we've been able to do is categorize players into one of five movement categories, which will help coaches understand how to pattern their unique moves to their bodies. And on the lowest end of that mobility spectrum, after you do the assessment that you can find on EliteBaseball.tv, it categorizes from stiff, tight, neutral, or hypermobile. Once I put a player into that type of category, it gives me a better understanding of what movements I can expect. And it doesn't necessarily mean being loose is better than being stiff. Going back to the scouting perspective, everything in our game is about having a pretty, loose, aesthetic, and whippy swing or pitching motion. And those type of movers are usually on the loose side. They have a bigger rope in the middle of their body, so they have to create bigger Now, in reality, those guys can create tremendous whip usually though those type of guys can tend to be higher because those moves are less able to be repeated now our youth players very similar they have long ropes in the middle of their body because they're not very strong yet so to be able to repeat the movement necessary to tighten that rope is very very difficult so for me as a hitting coach i actually prefer stiffer movers because in a stiff mover it's more easy to repeat because I don't have as big of a rope in the middle of my body that requires as much swing action to tighten up. So it doesn't mean that Bryce Harver or Javi Baez with these very loose, flowing torque swings are any better than a stiffer mover, like in Chicago, a guy like Kyle Schwarber. So he is more of violent, max effort, but in reality, he is just swinging what is fitting for his body. And it doesn't make his swing any less efficient or worse than Bryce Harper's. It's just understanding the movement characteristics and how we need to pattern that move. So as you start to emulate your favorite player on ESPN or looking at him on a baseball card, you say, I'm going to start to stand like my favorite player because I really, really like him and I want to do the same thing, you better first understand what your movement capabilities are and whether that's an actual fit for you. If I'm a stiffer mover, I don't need a huge leg kick and a big hand pump. I can have a smaller move. But if I'm a really loose mover, I might need that. How are you gonna figure that out? Come to EliteBaseball.tv. We show you and walk you through your movement assessment. Click on it, send it to us, and we'll tell you what type of mover you are and how to pattern that loading mechanism or pitching motion. Come check us out today. It's free for 48 hours at EliteBaseball.tv. And until next time, we'll see you on the field.
1: Great, great stuff. Um, again, folks, I can tell you I, I just I love it. Uh, I, I couldn't be more excited um, to continue my relationship with Justin. I know I'm um, going to be fortunate here taking uh, my boy and my friend's boy up to see him in February to spend a weekend with him. Um, it's something that my son has looked forward to since the first time we did it years ago. Um, let me tell you, You talk about a perk of the business, right? Like, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I've, I've met and, and worked with tons of people, and those are the perks of the business, man, when you have the opportunity to take you, you and yours and go up to some of the best at what they do and, and, and just become a sponge. And that's when we learn, and that's when we get better. So thanks to Justin Stone. Thanks to EliteBaseball.tv. I want to say thanks one last time to TheRopeTrainer.com. As John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers, so check it out today. My good friend, Kurt McNabb with Dirt Bad Baseball Nation, as he is the representative from the Rogue Trainer and brings you the report each and every week, uh, really just provides a lot of great content for the show. For all of us here at Youth Baseball Talk, I'll see you on the field.
0: Tune in next week for another edition of Youth Baseball Talk. Subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Find us online at YouthBaseballTalk.com, Facebook.com slash YouthBaseballTalk, or on Twitter at podcast baseball. Plus, check out all of our podcasts
2: at LineUpMedia.fm.
0: This podcast was a presentation of LineUpMedia.fm.